Welcome to the Healing Space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I am Brandon Harris-Williams. Listen, y'all need to understand, he came into the studio with full voice today. Full <laughs> voice. He has been singing. I mean, you know. He has been running. If you have the gift, <laughs> you should use it, you should share with the people. <laughs> you know, it might be tour season, but I guess I can show love to the Scorpios too, I guess. Of course. Of course. Especially during tour season. <laughs> By all means, please. I mean, I... Okay. I can't defend them, so... No one can. So, there we go. (laughs) Ta-da. Sorry. Listen, we all need healing when it comes to them. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) This is the proper place to come. (laughs) If you need to heal during tour season, this is where you come to. Come to the healing space. (laughs) And we'll be here all month long. Hello? The whole season. A safe space for everyone. (laughs) They're harmless at times. What at what time? Oh. <laughs> when they want to be harmless. Around three for three a.m. when everybody's asleep. <laughs> Is that when they're harmless? <laughs> I think they're harmless when they want to be harmless. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry <laughs> to you Taurus people who are listening. <laughs> who are listening. So so it means when no one's when no one's talking to them or I guess aggravating their spirit. That's when they're not. I don't problematic. Uh, again, I didn't. I, nah, I can't okay. defend them. I, <laughs> listen, I'm just waiting for next season. Uh-huh. Oh boy! Here we are. I want you to know how high your voice just went, and then when you were singing earlier, and how come on the full range on this day. On this day, <laughs> you know, my bust out in a song. You, we can give a musical because I was singing musical songs. You know, you you real serious about Broadway today? <laughs> you know, now what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a part of the Great Black Way? No, huh. no, no. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. It's the only way. So like old dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I got your money. Don't you worry. I said, hey. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Not. I'm not. Okay. You already did. <laughs> but how was your weekend, uh, sir? Let's start there. You. Let's start yeah, there. How about mine? You know, it, it ended up being a lot better than it started. How well, about that? Come on. How about that? This, won't, he, won't he turn it around? Won't he, Will? Listen. Jesus did. Yes. Come on. Come on. So, so yeah, my week was pretty sucky. Oh. Uh, there was a lot of spring cleaning. Uh, there were several people, and that's what was so so troublesome. There were several people in my life that I had to say farewell to. Cut um, that bitch off. <clears throat> <Dang>. uh, <laughs> Chapters that came to an end, and that's okay, you know. Uh, I think what bothered me so much was that it was several people. Mm -hmm. But I also took that as the universe saying, why draw this out? Let's just go ahead and take care of all of them at the same time, and you can continue on. There we go. Uh, But then, you know, everything started to get better come Saturday. Uh, On Saturday, I I call that my day of Brandon's. Um, (laughs) I... I hung out with my friend Brandon H. Because <laughs> I'm like, you got to separate y'all. Um, the funny thing <laughs> is, is, right? is that like, that's actually because I'm you're B-H-W. So, 
Y'all not making it easy. And the fact that both of y'all are Geminis too. Ow! Jesus. Let them know. <laughs> Whatever. We coming. <laughs> What's like 20 days until I think? Something like that. Who, who's paying attention? But yeah, so. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> The, the the real countdown is months away, so yeah, no one's really. But anyway, so uh, hung out with Brandon H first. So I went over to his house. We hung out for a little while. Then we went to go grab something to eat, and then uh, yeah, so we had food and drinks, and then walked around a little bit. Ended up going back to his place and hung out a little bit more, and then that's when he bounced because he needed to go. Somewhere else. So I took myself to the park uh, because he doesn't live far from the uh, from Piedmont. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's perfect. So I ended up walking to the park and meditating at the Legacy Fountain, which is my new favorite place to meditate in the city. Mm-hmm. Chilled out there for a little while. And then by that time, BHW was on his way to the city. And I was meeting up with him in Midtown. So made my way back to uh, the area, like around Blake's and all that. Mm-hmm. And ended up hanging out with you. Yeah. And then... <laughs> then you took me to some hood rat bar. Excuse? <laughs> Excuse? <laughs> <laughs> or the hood rats was in there. One or the other. The hood rats were in there. And that completely goes against all things that is Einstein. So I felt some kind of way. It was in an abundance on Listen, this Saturday. I go there specifically for the booze. And it was only like six of them. Listen, loud enough, and to you would have thought they were restaurant. the whole restaurant. <laughs> I was like, "What's happening? What's happening right now?" Oh, but you flirted, got you a free drink, <laughs> whatever. What I didn't do was flirt. <laughs> they took it upon themselves to provide. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you too. It got me a free drink. <laughs> Listen. Looking out for one another. We have to do that. Healing. Yes. <laughs> Healing through free drinks. Hello? Come on. <laughs> Listen. <You cannot. laughs> People don't know what to do when they see two, two full beards. That's what happens. Uh, well, there it is. There you go. These patchy beards, sorry. First of all, you you have no patch. I said these patchy beards, sorry, like sorry for the people who have patchy oh, beards. Oh, okay. I Not this one over here. Yours is far from it. Listen, far I get too many compliments to know. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ask about me, okay? This whole neck. <laughs> this whole neck. <laughs> Almost broke it just now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've gotten compliments from like almost every live guest we've had. Every time we go live. I, well, thank you. Listen, also in, in the comment section during our lives. <laughs> you better not ever even think of trimming it down the way I'm about to do. You know, my, my beard this is seasonal. my face. Okay. I'm fine with or without it. Okay. Please no. Listen, First and foremost. But you're not going to take it down. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do But you face. won't do it. Why won't I? Because you won't. Because I don't like shaving. That's why I won't. Listen, I just knew there was a reason. (laughs) Okay, long as we clear. The only reason it's here right now, to be honest. Gemini's always have to make sure you clear. (laughs) Gemini's like letting people know who's not in control. (laughs) There it is. I don't have time. Anyway. (laughs) So yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday ended up being really cool because we ended up going to see a movie. But we're going to talk about it more in the... uh, in the uh, culture of pop. Culture of pop. Pfft. I don't know how that completely left. 
Um, but the last thing I'll say as far as my weekend was actually my past, what was it, two weeks? Uh, so for the past two weeks, I have gotten into a routine that I absolutely love, mm-hmm. which is I put my phone on Do Not Disturb at 10 p.m. every night. Okay. Well, it's scheduled to go on Do Not Disturb. And the peace that has come along with that, I it's wake up. It's all understanding. Listen, Shondo. come on, Shonda Land. Anyway, so I... I'm leaving. <laughs> I wake up in the morning between seven and nine and I meditate and do yoga. Light my incense, burn my candles, you know, all that stuff. Should I say the other way around? Burn my incense, light my candles. Anyway, so, um, and then I flow on the mat, mm-hmm. do some meditation, and then after that I make breakfast. And I've been consistent with it for two weeks. And now it's just routine, you know? It's like it's nothing for me to wake up in the morning and it. do that. I love it. Like, it feels so good. Yes. It feels so Start your day good. right. Come on. End it on a good note, too. Hello? Listen. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to share that because, of course, that's something that is not just for five days of the week. Mm-hmm. It's also with weekends, too. So I love it. I love it. it you know, great. I swear by Do Not Disturb. My phone is on Do Not Disturb 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But see, the, the only problem is is that that messes it up. I'm glad you respond to my text messages because living that kind of life, you could miss stuff. Like, okay. And I do. I don't have to call people back. Mm-hmm. They're like, you sent me the voicemail. No, my phone's on Do Not Disturb. But it wrong one. I, I don't know what it did. I'm telling you, my phone is on Do Not Disturb. How was your weekend, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Um, So Saturday, well, let me start. I guess Friday evening, technically. Mm -hmm. Because I slept most of Friday. Mm -hmm. So I woke up at like 9 p.m. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta get up early tomorrow and like do stuff. Indeed. So what am I gonna do now? Because you know I was up for the rest of the night. (laughs) So I helped uh, my friend Andre move up to Atlanta. Well, a little bit south of Atlanta, but it's closer than Macon, so that works. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that was that. And then originally I was supposed to come up to Atlanta for the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. But I was like... I changed my mind like literally the morning. I was like, no, I'll just go help him move and I'll go back down. And so like literally after we finished moving, I, we, you was, you and I were texting each other. Mm-hmm. Basically like, what you doing? It's like, okay, well, yeah, we can hang out. So my stupid self drove back down to Macon to get my stuff. <laughs> drove back up to Atlanta so we could hang out. And then, but thankfully though, I wasn't too tired really from moving. I was just tired because I'd been up all night. Right. So we went out to the ghetto spot. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Got the free drinks. Well, no, we, we tried to go get drinks somewhere else, but then the heifer never came back. Listen, and we won't say the place. We'll <laughs> we'll keep like, it cute for them. She didn't want to walk over there first to right. get our drink order. Then she did get the drink order. Right. Listen, and then she claimed that the bartender forgot, forgot the slip. Forgot the slip. It was you. Stop playing. Girl, she ain't writing no slip down. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So then we left there. Then we finally did get the free drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what did we do after that? Did we just come back to? We the... wanted to do something else, but what was it? Oh, I we tried it. to go to Pont City Market. Yeah, it was about to close. Yeah, they and then the parking know. lot because we, we parked like across the street and mm-hmm. we saw people putting boots on cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, not me. So let me skirt skirt on up out of here. Um, and then yeah, then we came back to your place. And I was knocked because I had been up all day. So I was, he was like, you go to the guest room. And I went to the guest room and I was like, sleep within like 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> knocked out. And then Sunday, we got up. We did go to the movies. We'll mm-hmm. discuss that later on. Mm-hmm. And 
What else did I do on Sunday? Oh gosh. After the movie, yes. we went and got alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I got a drink with you, uh, me, you, and Kaya. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. A yes, fun it, time. Yes, it was lots it's like of fun. Non stop <laughs> laughter. Non stop. Then I left you guys. I went to go hang with my friends, Brittany and Jasmine, because Jasmine's birthday is today, which is Monday. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing a little get together for her last night. So I drank again. Um, and then, but. Because I went to sleep so early, Saturday night, mm-hmm. Sunday morning, I woke up at like 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So at this point, when I'm finally meeting up with them to drink, it's like 9 o'clock. My body's like, bitch, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you really finna have a cup two, eat half an edible, and think you're gonna be up for the rest of the evening. I was not. So we left to go <laughs> to huh. the little get-together. It was not really a kickback, but just like they were playing cards and doing stuff. I sat on that couch, and when I tell you I closed my eyes and was asleep... <laughs> I'm so old. Listen. It's like, no. And then, but they're like, they were all smoking still, too. I think it was more so me being tired than it was the edible. Mm Because I was just like, I've been up all day. I'm sleeping. So I just sat back and was knocked out while they continued to puff, puff, pass. And then they played cards. (laughs) I like woke up every now and then because I'm like sleeping on the couch. I'm not laid out. I'm just sitting back. So I wasn't, you know, every now, that's not that comfortable. So you kind of have to look up every now and then to check. So, Yeah. So that was my weekend. Yay weekend. <laughs> Get it. Ending with edibles. Yes. I mean, you know. That's a movie. Ending were, with edibles. It might be. Because if they had them like left over for 420, I was like, I guess I'll try it. She said it was a Snickers. Oh. Oh, I never heard of a Snickers edible. I, I don't know what you, I don't. Oh. Okay. It tasted funny-ish. So I could tell something else was in there. <laughs> but. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Listen. <laughs> but <laughs> they usually give people Snickers because they say they give it to you when you're not yourself. That seems like that would definitely change you into someone else. So it, it did not. Okay, it did not. Good. But I am happy we both had good weekends. Indeed, we did. Because last week it was pretty problematic as fuck with a straight Indeed. black man. So I think we needed at least a release, even though we weren't involved in the chaos that was going on around the world. I think we, it was good that we got to enjoy ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So did you want to tell the people um, about anything that happened last week? <laughs> Just problem after problem. So it's culture oh. of pop time. Yes, it's culture of pop time. Yes. This is this is a lot. <laughs> like we were looking over what we plan to talk about for culture of pop, and I was like, wow. Just problematic as straight black men. My God. I, I don't know. So I guess we'll start with Bill Cosby. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> he was found guilty of uh, three counts of sexual assault. Was. And uh, he may face up to 30 years in prison because it's like 10 years he can get for each count. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. I'm not sure when the sentencing sentencing uh, is, mm-hmm. but as of now, I think that he was able to go home um, on house arrest or something until the day of sentencing. Sentencing. Goodness. Why can't I <laughs> that word Take out? Your time. Jesus. Take your time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts about that? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this, this chapter can finally come to a close. Not only for the the victims, but also for his family. You know, I'd like for this to all come to an end because all they they were victims in their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I just want there to be light and love. I want these women who had to go through these horrible ordeals with this man to be able to have the proper closure, and for his family, those who either unfortunately felt like if they did know anything had to keep it. And those who were not aware and it felt like they had some type of loyalty to stick by him. 
that they can be able to have their peace as well. You know, uh, this chapter has gone on for far too long, and there has been justice, and now it's time for that to come to an end. So, yeah. Man, look at you. <laughs> so nice and positive. I don't even know how I can follow that. I um, <laughs> I do know. Uh, it is right. It is good that, you know what I'm saying, justice is being served. He definitely does need to pay for mm-hmm. what he's done. Um, but I think that we all know that him being 80-something, he won't be yeah. living 30 more years. Right. Because even when this first came out a few years ago, I was like, he ain't got but two good days left. So whether he gets sentenced <laughs> oh, or not, God. he won't be in jail for long. So <sighs> so even if he gets, even if he's able to do like 10 years concurrently where they're all together, he still, I don't think, will make it the 10. Right. So... Yeah, so we shall see. I am happy that justice is being served. I guess, I mean, and people are like, because I'm seeing people saying, you know, he's lived a full life, so he got away with it as long as he could. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I, I think it sucks that his legacy is so tarnished, but he also did it to himself. He so did. So you can't be like, did. people did this to him. No, he was the one taking advantage of people, you know what I'm saying, for so long and thought he was above it all. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that's the unfortunate thing mm-hmm. that he believed he was above so much. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, you know, Absolutely. and that's a problem with a lot of people because that leads us to the next person who you want to talk about. <laughs> Somebody else I, who thought they were above for a long time. And a lot of us allowed him to be I above. I think he still thinks he is. I'm fairly certain. I, I, uh, I'm more <laughs> conflicted with this one than Bill because I feel like this one really does need help. Yes. Like for real. <laughs> he has. Like I feel like Bill's thing was more of a power thing. Yeah. Robert Sylvester Kelly is like something is like not there. The he, elevator doesn't go up. Like for real there's like an issue for real. He has delusions real. of grandeur. Like, Among other things. Serious flights of fancy. <laughs> so I think that like people saw that Bill was sentenced last week and they're well going to get sentenced and they're like okay so we got one so off what's the next? list. Right. <laughs> Let's move down the agenda like and that's, that's R. Kelly because today which is Monday I've been seeing on Twitter like the meet R. Kelly hashtag has been taking um over it's really like become I'm Papa's not the right word, but it's like on there a lot today. Um and you said mute R. Mute Kelly. R. Kelly, I'm sorry. Because last week, um the, oh, I don't know her name. Goodness, but she's big over the Me Too movement and Time's Up. Mm-hmm. And she was doing an interview on the Time Trader Morning Show and she kind of called them out because she was saying the reason he was able to get away with it for so long or continue to be successful because so many people were still supporting him and especially black radio stations. Right. And so she said that to him and then Tom Jordan was like, well, we won't play his music anymore, basically. Right. So we'll see how, how well that goes over because, I mean, his audience is a big portion of the R. Kelly audience. Yes. But, but I mean, I guess if you're not, just not playing on the radio, then I guess. Right. Right. I mean, I guess it won't hurt the audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it definitely is a huge step to yeah. where somebody as big as him in black radio will do something. Right. And so then I've been seeing people tweet today like Ava DuVernay, Shonda Rhimes, Kerry Washington, Journey Smollett, John Legend, et cetera, et cetera. And they're all, you know what I'm saying, sharing this hashtag and saying that it's time for him to basically pay for his crimes. Right. Um, He's been like, shows have been canceled lately. His agent, his publicist, and his assistant all quit mm-hmm. or dropped him or whatever. <clears throat> so I think his day is coming. Finally, so all of these people, these women, can finally have, you know what I'm saying, justice or get closure that they need to. Yeah. The thing that I think is interesting is that his finally is far longer than most people realize. Like, people were letting him get away with things long before that video ever came out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there are a lot of people who stood by and allowed for a lot of his behavior exactly. to happen, you know? 
And and like you said, you you feel like it, it goes a lot deeper than just being a power thing for him. I'm like, has has how, how many people have actually attempted to sit down with this brother and be like, okay, listen, like seriously, like do you need to talk about anything? Is there anything that's mm-hmm. going on? Like, because my my thing is is that I feel like he's laughed in our faces for a really long time. When the whole thing of the Pod Piper came along. <laughs> This was after the video. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he's laughing in our <laughs> faces. Really? The Pod Piper? That's disgusting. Like, what? What? Just leading them all into the water to drown. Like, I'm like, how, who does no one understand what the Pod Piper but was? Ironically like, enough, like, his, the woman he pred- that he preys upon mm-hmm. are also his biggest supporters. Yes. So it's yes. like, it really takes. I mean, black women will have to really kind of, and of course, black women are leading the charge. Right. But kind of all black women will kind of have to stop supporting him too. But with him, it's interesting because, like, with Bill Cosby, so many folks were like, "Don't say get the Cosby Show off the air." Right. But a different world was able to stay on, and he created that too. So it's like, is there an extent to how far their reach goes that we don't want to yeah. see? And then also with R. Kelly, I get you know what I'm saying not supporting his music anymore, but he's produced for like everybody else in the music industry, right? Like, yeah, his, so are his we, reach is long. Are we upset with everybody else? Or are we just not listening to the songs he produced for other people? Right. Or <laughs> how far is it supposed to go? <laughs> exactly. I just need clarification. My my thing is is that I'm not going to deny his music. Like if if I believe I can fly comes on, I still believe that is a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. You know. Now there are other songs that are clearly problematic when you listen to them, and it's like, oh, okay, like. But I'm like, no, you can't take away the fact that I believe I can fly is a beautiful song. It just is. The same way with The Cosby Show. When you watch The Cosby Show, Heathcliff is not who Bill Cosby is. So from you think they're the same person? I think Heathcliff is not a rapist. No. But I I think there are a lot there's a lot of Bill in Heathcliff, absolutely. But that means you take away from the show though? I mean, no, again, like I've said before, I can still watch the Cosby show and enjoy it. Of course, there are a couple of jokes even he makes on the show that you're like, knowing everything we know now, it's right. like, um, right. maybe, <laughs> you know, but right. no, I can, I can still, for me, I can still enjoy the show yeah. and again, enjoy the music. But if other people can't and don't want to, I absolutely understand and respect that. Right. I just need them to understand that I can still enjoy. And there's balance. There is the balance. That's what's important. Because I agree with you. If someone chooses not to watch the show, that that doesn't stop me from sleeping at night. Like, I respect that. Because I'm all for saying they need justice to be served and they need to pay for their crimes. Absolutely. But in saying that, I can still watch a rerun. Listen. (laughs) Listen. I can can still listen to the CD I already bought. Right. So. You can take away Bill Cosby, but I don't want you to take away how necessary Claire Huxtable is. Let's be very clear. Like, she needs to still be seen on television. <laughs> exactly. And with reruns, he's not the only person getting a residual check. Listen. Come on, now. Because Claire is the only person y'all see still acting. From the whole show. <laughs> Claire and Olivia, that's it. <laughs> Just being honest. Yeah. Yeah, Ke- Keisha had her time, though. I was happy when she came back. I was like, come and on. Then it went away, and then she came back to support Bill. So I don't know if she's going to have another time. <laughs> but but even with that, I don't shame her. No. Because there, there are a lot of people who won't admit it, but they're on some BS. 
When you love somebody, that goes beyond anything that society can tell you, you know? Mm -hmm. He was like a father to her. So while she may not agree with what it is that he did, that's a confliction right there, you know? So I'm like, we have to be able to make space for people who are conflicted about their loved ones. You don't get to just say, you know what? They did this tomorrow, cut them. You never know who they were. Exactly. I'm like, that's not realistic. And you're wrong for acting like it is. If you can do that, then kudos to you. But I can't say if I found out that my mother did so-and-so tomorrow that I'd just be like, all right, peace, woman. Like, it doesn't, exactly. it doesn't work that way, you know? But yeah. But they weren't the only ones, sadly. Child. <laughs> sadly, Bill and R. Kelly were probably less problematic than this, or at least less controversial last week. Last, come on. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> then this uh, fellow Gemini. This, this, this Gemini trumped them when it came to media. And who was this person? Why don't you feel the same? Because you're more familiar with it than I am. Because I didn't follow. Because I, I hate to say I don't care, but yeah, I don't care. Uh, this was Mr. Kanye West. Okay. Um, and I'm going. Honestly, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Because if anybody wants to know how I feel, then they can go on to my Facebook or something like that and read my posts that I put up. Uh, which I know lots of people probably think that my way of thinking is very problematic. Okay. But just really short. Uh, Kanye West is someone who is a supporter of the man who is in office right now in the mm -hmm. White House. Mm -hmm. And he <laughs> he said some, well, I don't, here's the thing. I'm not going to call them problematic. They weren't problematic to me, mm -hmm. but they were problematic to others. And mm -hmm. I'll explain why. Okay. He made comments about Trump being someone who he is a supporter of. Mm -hmm. I think he said that they're like bonded by dragon's blood or dragon blood brothers or something. I may be misquoting, okay. but only but so much. Um, I'm kind of close to what it was that he said. And uh, he was saying, you know, pretty much everyone can talk about the can talk about Trump if they want to. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to still support and all of those things. And while I am literally on the complete opposite of the spectrum from being a Trump supporter, I am one all about free speech, but I am also completely anti-groupthink. So while I do not agree with Kanye when it comes to his support of this man, I completely agree with Kanye on a lot of the other things that he's been saying. Mm -hmm. When it comes to being somebody who is of your own mind, yes, you know? And I, I'm sure we have a lot of misfits who are listening to the show who were probably people who went out against him over this past week, who posted things negatively about him and all of those things. And what I would say is anyone who listens to this show knows that I believe in balance. So no one should be surprised by the fact that I do not completely agree with either side. I sit in the center. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are a lot of people who believe they're doing the right thing by calling him out who are just as problematic as he is. And a lot of them are becoming what I've made a hashtag hypocritics and hypocritics are some of the people who one have been here for bill cosby here for r kelly and now are against kanye those are some people who are hypocritics you're also hypocritics because he's been problematic in the past when he got on stage and did what he did to taylor swift that was not right but yet y'all were not only here for it y'all were posting tweets and memes and everything about it mocking her that was inappropriate but now here he is, given his God-given right to support this man, and now you're talking about how he's no longer for the community, and he needs to apologize because of the people that his voice stands up for. Stop it. Stop it. He gets to say exactly how he feels, and that should not change how you vote, who you're going to vote for, 
and who and what it is that you believe in. Mm -hmm. That's too much to put on one human being. Uh, thank you for looking at me that Listen, way. <laughs> because so many people, now I understand, we touched on this before, so many people have a platform, you know what I'm saying, famous people, but these aren't children Listen. that are like commenting and tweeting and memeing and dragging him and talking about him. Yep. These are grown full adults, fully capable of free thought. Yes. And also <laughs> just ignoring. Listen. Listen. Because <laughs> I was on Twitter all week too. I didn't see one of his tweets. <laughs> and I don't have him blocked. I don't have him muted. Right. But I truly don't give a fuck. Yes. So I use my finger and I scroll. <laughs> listen. Because I don't have time. He's he not going to raise my blood pressure. I listened to an album of his since late registration. So I don't care. He's not new to controversy. That's what's so mind-blowing to me. And if, if we're going to be completely honest, not only is he not new to controversy, he's not new to Trump. He stood right next to that man in Trump Tower and y'all still let that slide. So what is the power of Twitter when you can be in the physical presence of somebody and we look past that and still be okay with you? But for some reason, when you begin to tweet, does black Twitter have that kind of power where no. they can be like, oh, tap, tap, tap. Sorry, y'all ignored him. They when think he was they past. do. Yes. And that's the problem. Indeed. Indeed. That is the problem. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> I just, I, everybody got to pay a rent, a car note, mm -hmm. a mortgage, or something. On the, if you don't get nothing else in the mail, you don't get a bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not for like trying to call people out so they don't have any money. Now, granted, he's a millionaire. Right. But this is symptomatic of a much larger issue that they do with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Just sit the fuck down and yeah. calm down. Like... All y'all talk about y'all smoke. You can't be smoking if you right. get upset. <laughs> can't be. That's not what it does. I know. They're they're saying that they believe that uh, uh, about his socioeconomic status and that he's too rich to really understand what's going on in the world. And my whole thing is, is why does it have anything to do okay. with that? Like, why is it that you all are getting this deep when it comes to it? You're giving him way too much power. And that is exactly it. He wants attention. Listen. Like a three-year-old. Hence three that new song he just brought out. I didn't listen to that bullshit. <laughs> I, I saw somebody like poked a meme, a meme or something. I didn't get it. Yeah. I had to read the comments to get it. Apparently that's what the new song is. I'm like, glad I didn't listen. Yes. But like a three-year-old will cry, will mm -hmm. like run all around, will do everything else. Yes. If you ignore the fuck out of them, and it don't take long. Yes. They will stop. Yes. And the same goes for adults. Adults will continue to do something when they realize they're getting no reaction out of you. Mm-hmm. They will stop. They will stop. Indeed. It's so simple. Listen. Listen. <sighs> you want to talk about the, the, the Pod Piper? What he's doing right now. <laughs> and everyone is going right along with it. <laughs> right along. In the palm of his hand. He literally followed up all this whole week of y'all coming at him with a song just to m mock y'all. That y'all listened to. Listen. After you claimed you muted and you blocked him. You better speak. You better speak right now. How you know what the songs sound like if you're done with them? <laughs> How you able to make a meme and a joke about it if you ain't hear it? <laughs> so yeah, at, at the end of the day, as always, we are completely capable of agreeing to disagree. You know, um, for those of you who may not agree with us, that's totally okay. 
For those of you who do agree with us, that's totally okay. You know, this is a place of healing. Exactly. And hopefully for those of you who are listening in some form or fashion, you were able to heal in whatever way, either through laughter or giving us the middle finger. Or- <laughs> exactly. And well, as long as we can be respectful, that's all I'm saying. Listen. Like, if we're going to debate Kanye, let's debate Kanye. Exactly. Some people don't know how to debate the issue. I've said that before. Come on. And somehow I get brought into it when we talk about somebody else. And then I got to bring your mom into it because I've been brought into it. <laughs> and we go from Kanye to talking about fuck you and your mama. Like, because you said fuck me. Like, I got to take it up a few notches. I can't. I can't. Because we, we can agree to disagree before we get to that level. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to raise everybody's blood pressure. You ain't got to do that. Anyway, <laughs> so <But> let's <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> We're both about to move on, right? <laughs> so the movie we went to go see on Sunday. Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot was Avengers: Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. There are no spoilers. Well, you know, we're good for a spoiler. Okay. There's no spoiler this week. Because it's truly a movie that everything would be a spoiler. Listen. Listen. From the opening scene. There's no part of it that we can <laughs> that we can see. I will say, um, I think, because I'm somebody who hasn't seen all of the movies. Right. But I still was able to enjoy the movie, get stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that if you have seen all of the movies, or at least most of them, you will definitely enjoy it more. Absolutely. Get more things out of it. But it's still... It does pretty well to stand alone for the most part without mm-hmm. having all of the previous knowledge because they still kind of <clears throat> not. It, I don't think it's like repetitive or trying to dumb things down to catch everybody up. Right. But it's still pretty easy to follow. Yeah. So um, I think it's a very good movie. Um, it, it just go see it. Uh, it's it's good, especially if you and if you've been watching the movies, you will really enjoy it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that. It's a very, very good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like a lot of the reviews that I've read. Like, that's pretty much where I have to stop. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't feel like there's anyone where I felt like they needed more scenes. I no. honestly don't. Like, I feel like it was spaced out. I, I was a little surprised at uh, some people that weren't in the movie. That's only because I really thought it was an all-hands-on-deck type film. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there were some people who weren't in it was surprising. Can, are, can you but, say those people without giving anything away? No, or? it'll give you. Yeah, it'll give okay, away, yeah. well, you can tell me after we finish, <laughs> Okay, but that's fine. So, um, <laughs> and towards the beginning, I was like, this is really a lot of characters. Yeah. And it still wasn't confusing. I was just like, how is this going to work? But yeah. they made it work, for the most part. Um, This isn't giving anything away. We were jumping from city to location to planet to here and to there. I was Listen. like... And it was telling you where they are, but I'm like, I'm supposed to remember that? <laughs> I don't have time. I'm just going to remember these two were here, and then they did this, and this is supposed to be coming, I think. But like, Right. Cause, Listen. Because trying to keep up with where the location was what was throwing me off. Yeah. I was like, let me stop. I don't care where they at. Don't show me that. Don't, don't, just don't, don't show me that. Don't me <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed it. I, I think the ending, they, they had done a really good job of um, the MCU in general yeah. has done a good job of really creating a whole universe and it's why they're so successful because they make movies they're good movies they're not just like the comic book movies or faithful adaptations or whatever but you want to continue to see them absolutely and I think that's, there was a lot of emotional payoff or maybe not so much payoff yeah. in this movie yeah. but also really makes you want to see the next two does because you have to right I, I think I can <laughs> say um, this movie ends technically on a cliffhanger yes oh absolutely so absolutely yeah so we 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 can definitely say that without (laughs) being too much of a spoiler um but 
Yeah, so this this week's episode, because we're going to move on now, because okay. we will end up getting something away. That's fine. <laughs> um, this week's episode is Healing Through Activism. And as you guys will see when you look in the description, activism is capital A-C-T. Because our guest, our, our featured guest today, is not only a dear friend of mine, but he's an actor who also happens to be an activist. And he's out here making a difference in the community. And that is my brother, Tom. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> Tommy C. <laughs> it was awesome how it worked out because he just so happened to be in Atlanta visiting. So he wanted to meet up with me because we hadn't seen each other in years since both of us lived in New York. So he stopped by and I said to him, I was like, you know what? Since I don't think I've seen you since 2013, let's go ahead and knock out an interview because who knows the next time I'm going to see you. Listen. <laughs> so instead of doing it at a distance on Skype, let's take advantage and do it right now. And we had an awesome, awesome discussion, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the reason why I think this culture of pop was so perfect because we talked about a lot of issues, mm -hmm. you know, that... Uh, a lot of people are dealing, are talking about on social media right now, mm -hmm. and a lot of people who consider themselves to be activists are speaking out against. So I think that this was the perfect interview for us to have, and the perfect culture of pop all to be in the it same episode. Out. It Shut all works out. out. Come on, mm -hmm. uh, come on, hum. His face, though. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right, hum us out. So anyway. <laughs> You guys enjoy this interview with Tommy C, and we'll see you guys on the other side. So sometimes the universe can work out things the most amazing ways. This is not an interview that I had set up anytime soon, but the universe was like, you know what? We're going to make it happen. One of my dear friends who I've known for a good Lord. How long has it been now? It's 2013. Wow. Good Lord. Time flies. And so it just so happens that he's here visiting in Atlanta. And I was like, you know what? We need to have you on the Healing Space podcast. Somebody needs to get healed from this deep ass voice of yours. <laughs> I hope it can be that medicinal. <laughs> Misfits, this is my awesome, tastic acting ass friend, Mr. Tommy C here with us today. Welcome, welcome, sir. I'm very, very happy to be here. And that's a really amazing uh, introduction. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, we just want to let you guys know ahead of time when the two of us talk, we go on tangents. And like our conversations can go for hours. Hours. <laughs> no, I ain't got that much time. Right. <laughs> he has a flight coming up, you know. So I was like, let's have a conversation, see where it goes before it's time for you to get back on that plane and head back up to New York. So, okay. The first question I wanted to ask actually had to do with you being a thespian. When did you get to a point where you realized, was it as a kid, was it as a teenager, where you knew that the stage was calling you? I think there were like, there's multiple moments um, I always tell people when they meet me, they they like, your voice is so deep, you sound like you can sing. And I'm like, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. I, that was it. That was my, my template. Right. And then um, my dad used to be a nightclub singer, so I just thought that singing was going to be it. Until I started watching Young and the Restless with my um, grandma. Mm -hmm. And there was a little boy It's always there. with the grandma. <laughs> yeah. Grandma was the only ones who watch it. Right. If you don't know who Victor Newman is. And Come Victor on Newman now. Are, yes. The 
and we can't be friends. That's what that's about. No, but um, so there was a little boy up there playing little Nate, mm-hmm. and um, I did not think at the time that he was good. I was like, I can do that, right? And um, there were always these instances of like, I can recreate that. I would, I would want to do that, and because I was the only child. I, in my head, I was like, I'm about to be the bomb. Right. And then I didn't realize I was the bomb. <laughs> so I would, that, that's like, that was the, the, the things that led me onto those paths. But I can, I can distinctly remember two moments where I think it had to do with representation mm-hmm. um, on, on screen that I was like, I want to do that. And one of them was Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Seeing um, the urchins specifically because they were singing their faces off. Right. And also the plant. I want it to be him. I still want to be him. Um, <laughs> and then the, um, oh, I'm just about to sidetrack and say um, School Days, because I remember School Days being like low-key the only black musical I knew way back when. Right. But um, why, am I, why am I blanking? It was, um, oh, Once on This Island. Mm-hmm. So in my local um, area, the high school students put on a version of Once on This Island that really, really spoke to me. And um, that was something I, I wanted to do. I was like, I want to do that. And funny enough, when I got to high school, I ended up being in that show um, playing Papa Gay, mm-hmm. um, who was the, the sly demon of death. And right. That was my first ever true musical theater experience. So yeah. from um, that moment onward is when I really decided to be an actor. And also I was blessed because of the high school I went to, the kind of coaches and teachers I had in the drama department they were so excellent mm-hmm. that I felt like a professional from the time I joined and started doing that work right. all the way until I graduated high school. So Okay. Okay. What has been your most difficult character that you've had to tap into? Um, the most difficult character that I've had to tap into um, was probably the very one that you saw me do. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Look Upon Our Loneliness in Harlem. Um, at the Harlem School for the Arts in 2013, and there was a character named Kendall, mm-hmm. and I had never in my life done a character who was all at once very similar to me, mm-hmm. but also very different from me, and his pain in that show was so raw and so open, yeah, man. and I had dealt with something very tragic in my life the year before that I hadn't um, completely dealt with. I, I, I ended up watching my cousin get shot in front of me. And he died. And the play was kind of about, it dealt with um, themes of the ownership of grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's responsible for, you know, being the person in charge of distributing that information. Right. And a lot of my character in Look Upon Our Loneliness was very much that person who was giving the information and having to hold it together. Right. And he had the um, privilege I should say, of being able to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And in my own personal life, I wasn't able yeah, to do still, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was therapeutic, I even was though theater should not be theater therapeutic. But it was therapeutic in so much that I got to get pain out of me mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. Um, and also heal myself and also, I think, heal some other people in the audience as well who had lost friends for um, various reasons. And they were like... Your character is my character. Right. And I never had, um, I've never been able to play a character of such depth right. since. So Kendall showed up right on time. He showed up right on time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, okay, the funny thing is, I guess that kind of goes into what my next question was going to be for you. Uh, it's this, this question is going to show up later on in the conversation, but it's, it's for the two different areas of your life. So this is specifically when it comes to theater and acting. How does acting heal you? Um, that's a great question. Acting heals me insofar as it allows me to get things out of me right. that, um, that I didn't know I had inside of me. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not, I'm not talking about pain. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't know I could do 77 performances of, of the same thing. Right. And like, um, there's a, I don't know, there's this, I think, magnificence that happens when you really tap into something and you really tap into a character and you're really about to own this character's yeah. journey where you live it, you breathe it. And for a moment when you're on stage, it's all, as my one of my professors used to say, this kinetic transference, transference of energy yeah. where you're all experiencing the same thing. You're in the same room, breathing the same air. You're really going on this journey. So I'm not just going on the journey of the character, the audience is on that journey with me, and it's a shared space. So we're all kind of intrinsically healing if we're all listening and we're all present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess the major way that theater heals me, to answer it simply, is to <laughs> help me be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, you notice that with a lot of performers, too. Um, I, I love Brandy. You know I love her. Absolutely. Um, but she always, as, as we both do. As, right, right. So there's a, there's a lot of moments where if she's talking in interviews, she talks about just being present. Right. Um, being with the audience. You can look at any of your major performers, and the reason they can command a space, like I think about Prince, too, mm -hmm. is the fact that they can be still, and they can also they can hold that amount of energy, right? But they can also, with that energy that they're holding, be able to reciprocate it and give it back, yeah. in the form of, of 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 this this gift, yeah, this this performance. So, it, it by being present, I think you're being healed because it just allows you to just be. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about representation. So. Coming from, because, you know, as, as someone who has done acting myself, I never got to the point where I was doing uh, television and movies or things of that nature, but we have, well, no, I've done a movie before, but we have eyes, so we can see. <laughs> um, uh, representation on the stage often looks very different for people of color than it does when it comes to being on television and screen. So what does that mean to you where we are now when it comes to representation? Does it give you hope? Do you feel like we need to go further? What is it looking like to you right now when it comes to people of color? Well, we always need to go further. Mm -hmm. There's no shortage of stories and um, representation that, that we have. Like, I mean, there's so many ideas for stories that don't even get greenlit. Right. Um, I think right now we're starting to see a lot of fun representation. Mm -hmm. It's not the end all be all. We can't pat ourselves on the back and say, well, okay, well, look at this. We're exactly. done. Exactly. Um, but we have a lot of people of color, I think, on Broadway. There can always afford to be more room. Yes. But like the most recent um, kind of person is Jelani Aladdin or mm -hmm. Aladdin. I hope I say your name correctly. <laughs> but he's um, in Frozen right now and he's playing one of the love interests oh um, wow for the younger sister I don't know why I can't remember the actual name maybe because I'm not as much of a frozen <laughs> uh, fan her name was Anna her name was yeah. Anna but his name oh. he's the one who's the ice picker he's the yeah. reindeer yeah oh it's completely left me Sven is the reindeer I can't think of the actual name it's right. not Hans it's not Hans he's not the bad the bad prince he's the good the good the, guy okay so he's on and the thing is like 
it's funny because somebody was like, oh, I didn't know that, like, Hans could be black. And he's like, I think he responded to somebody on um, Instagram recently. He was like, no, you didn't know that he could be portrayed as black or white and that he's not a real character. Listen, he's a, come he's on. Disney come so, <laughs> so it's the fact that we are now being, not even allowed in these spaces, um, but that we are being seen in a lot more venues and in a lot more areas. So I love the fact that there's a lot of diversity. Like I said, we can always, always, always go further. Yeah. And I think in theater, if you're thinking about commercial theater, right. I don't know if there's limitations or not. I feel like there's a bit of a quota. That's not probably true, but I feel that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in film and TV, we have the opportunity to do more, but mm -hmm. it's about the things that are going to be greenlit. And so I'm so happy that Black Panther has succeeded to the yeah. to the heights that it has, that it has succeeded. Absolutely. Because it's going to definitely provide more opportunities. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that every movie is going to be all black. Right. But right. it does mean that we're probably going to get more, foot, no, more feet in the door. Yes. And where we really need to be is behind the scenes. I was about to say a really, lot more behind really the scenes work. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're if we're writing the stories, that's the reason why people like Lena Waithe are so necessary right absolutely. now. Like, yes. If we're writing the stories, if we're also producing the stories, yes. Now the thing of the matter is, I, that's something I wish I could get into, and I I feel like I just need to like take a year to figure out what is the proper way to to produce. Right. But the producing is what's going to make the difference. Absolutely. Because um, I think last year or the year before, I went to a seminar, and there's only like five black producers for Broadway. Seriously? Just five. In 2018? Just five. Wow. So I'm genuinely surprised by that. There there should be more. But the thing is, I don't think that we think as a whole. Like we, we, Some of us call ourselves entrepreneurs. Right. We really throw that word around now. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we don't really take into account that it should be a lot like if we're really entrepreneurs, we're gonna be behind the scenes a lot more than being on absolutely, the absolutely. Um, we all have to play a role, and sometimes we need the business people to play their roles a lot more than they do. Yeah. So, because everybody wants to be getting the recognition, they want to be the forefront. No, be the Batman, be behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny because you you make me think about. The, the friends that we have in common are, are well, all of y'all are now together in New York, but there was a point where you and I were separated from. <laughs> but it, it's interesting to see that circle because when you think about what all of us do, we contribute in some kind of way to what the other one is doing. Absolutely. And I think that that's so beautiful, you know, just to think about Donye and Brandon alone, like just the four of us and the roles that we can play when it comes to that. Yes. And being able to open up doors for each other and what it is that we do. Absolutely. And that that's, it's not just out in front, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. I like that you talked about that. I always talk about, um, when I talk to people, especially up-and-coming people, I'm like, look, Beyonce has a team. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of y'all think that she just wakes up in the morning and, you know, she's flawless. Right. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she has about 300 people plus Making her flawless. Right. Um, I mean, as we can see, she is the most curated Listen. Um, Instagram ever. Listen ever. And somebody is taking those pictures. So she's not setting up that camera. Right. And pressing the little button on her, um, what is it, hands-free release, whatever that they have, or shutter-free, whatever. I don't know the proper term. Right, right. It, I feel she's you. she's not pressing that button and being like, let me pose like this, pose like this. She is posing, but somebody is out there making sure that that lighting is right and that she's in the right background. Yeah. She got on the right clothes for this picture. Like, she's a mood. Yeah. She's an entity. She is this thing that is still um, mysterious. She's still a celebrity. Yeah. Um, in the sense of we still can't touch her. 
Um, so, but it takes a team to make that whole thing come to fruition. And if we actually utilize, like, like you said, mm-hmm. all of the resources that we have combined with, um, with one another and all of our different skills, absolutely, we probably could start like a whole empire ourselves. Yeah. And it probably would take about a year and a half, but we would be able to all come up with a brand because right. we all have these different skills that work. But the other key is wanting to support one another's mission. Yeah. So you're not going to just hop onto somebody's team. You're doing it because you know in the long run, let's say somebody is the the, the head, the yeah. face. Mm-hmm. You are supporting that mission. Right. Because that's what you elect to do. Yes. To support that because you know that you can push it forward and you can make this thing something bigger, even in your position, whether it be at the front of the line or at the back of the yep. line. Yep. That was that was honestly the reason why back in the day when I used to do PR for people, I had absolutely no problem being in the background because I love to make other people shine. So it's like if you're working if you're working in your passion, it'll have nothing to do with someone being a face. You know, mm-hmm. if you're doing if you're doing PR, you love the idea of being able to craft this persona for people and to push that out there to them to get this person to shine. That's what you're worried about. You don't need to be the face. You know, mm-hmm. we're in a very unique situation right now when it comes to directors and stuff like that, because back in the day, you had to be a particular director in order for your face to be as famous yeah. as the people who were in your films. Now it's almost strange if you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that, and that's across the board with color, men, women. It's like if you're not a director who everyone knows who you are it's actually kind of strange yeah. and i think that's very interesting now you know that you're you're as much a celebrity as the people who are in the, your actual films it's because i think directors in the creative sense they they also come with their style yeah and so i mean we know any spike lee film right because of his distinctive form of mm-hmm. storytelling so we know when it's being referenced as well um, we also know like Steven Spielberg. Yep. We know Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know I know Ava DuVernay. I, don't know I know her. Else, th- yeah. But we know I her. I can tell her, her film absolutely. So yeah, a lot of people have um, have their own styles, and I think that that's if, if you see a style, you wanna you wanna hop on that style. Yeah. Like, I wanna. I think I wanna be a part of that that type of storytelling. Right. Um. So yeah, you're right that. That that's what propels them to the forefront. Yeah. So so I want to transition a little bit, and I'm not sure if you saw this conversation coming, but as being somebody who is close to you, I know that you have passions that exist beyond just acting. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk to you a little bit about activism. Yes. So <laughs> so I want to talk to you about black faces. Now we were just talking about representation when it comes to theater, mm-hmm. but outside of that, where we are in 2018. When it comes to being a a person of color, where are you in your mind as far as where we are and where we can go when it comes to representing for each other? Now, this isn't theater. This is as a people. Mm-hmm. Where is your mind right now as far as it goes with us representing for each other, seeing each other? Ooh, okay. So this goes back to being present with one another. Absolutely. Um, and this is a great time for you to ask me that question considering what I've been gathering from many moments of my life. So let's talk about the most recent. Here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I went to the Center for Civil and Human Rights right. um, Saturday morning. Yes, so that was like, what, two days ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I sat and I the, the first thing I thought about when looking at everything in that museum was times have not changed much. Right. Unfortunately. And But, but the people, that at least the people who we have um, artifacts from, they seem like they were all trying to fight 
for the things to go in the same direction. But I think there was also a common enemy, mm-hmm. which was this big umbrella thing of racism. Right. So, like, we were all trying to dissemble racism, but um, I was down in the Martin Luther King room, and he had all these papers that were um, addressing poor people's union. Right. And in one of the sentences, which it was one of my favorite sentences I saw, he was like, and I want, you don't have to just be black, you don't have to just be poor. He said, you and like one of his final invitees was poor whites. Right. And I'm like, oh, he was inclusive. Yeah. From jump. Yeah. And that's radical. Right. That was radical then. Right. Um, it's even more radical now for people to think about poor people because we don't talk about poor people. Exactly. We talk about economics in the way that I would like to. And as a person who lives in the New York area, um, I see poor people every single day. Yeah. And I know for a fact that in New York, there's like, what, nine shelters? Two of them are not accessible to everybody. Right. Um, one of them is a women and children's shelter, and one is a um, LGBT shelter. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, is the rest, the seven others, they, they're probably full. Right. So I'm seeing the same people all the time in the same exact areas. Yeah. Because they can't check into those areas. So anyway, I've gone on the tangent. Right. No, you're um, cool. We, we already let them know ahead of time it was going to happen. We did say that, though. That's what we said. Um, when it comes to being present, though, with one another, I think we do have to take into consideration the history. Right. Um, we always need to put things in perspective. And, mm-hmm. um, because we have a lot of people who, are, who don't think that a lot of the problems from the past are still here. Right. And a lot of them are young. Some of them are not. I mean, judging by this weekend's march. Yeah. People, young people are ready to move forward. Absolutely. And these are going to be our leaders. And yeah. I'm so happy that young people yeah. are not apathetic um, as I once believed they were. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for the record, Miss Fitz, this conversation is taking place the same weekend as March for Our Lives. So that's the uh, what Tommy's talking about right, right there. Yeah. And that march was around the United States. So I'm just yeah. like, yes, these kids <laughs> have a voice. And they're like, we're not going to be like, we're not going to just sit here and take this, which yeah. is wonderful. So, um, but then the, I'm always thinking about the follow through, the follow through from any march because you know I led a march myself absolutely back in um, 2016 um, in my hometown, and we were marching against um, police brutality and against um, people extrajudicial justice is what we called it right. so people being killed without having the right to trial right and um, people I just don't want people to to be finished mm-hmm. like oh I, Say mar- that. I marched and that was great um it's taxing to 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 remain an activist and it's something that always has to be in the in yeah. the forefront and yes you may not be an activist every day right but it's something that if you're an activist it is i mean it's on the 10 act right you're going to be doing something or you're going to be moving in some direction to continue your fight for hopefully the betterment of of humanity, right? Not just a group of people, because right. sometimes we we have a small focus. Come on, but talk I mean, about it. When we we affect so many people's universes, we are a universe. Yeah, as a person, we are a universe. I went to that museum, the Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. They have a whole thing about microbes. They're like these microbes are small little environments, right? And you are a whole host of environments. Mm-hmm. We are a whole host of atoms. We are worlds. Our worlds interact with other people's worlds. If I touch you, my microbes rub off on you or I trade them with you. Like we really are actually transferring mm-hmm. energy and 
cells and we are sharing this space like we are literally sharing this space and affecting every single Absolutely. human being so we have to not think in terms of the small we have to try to think in the greater scheme of humanity absolutely now can we affect humanity um immediately no mm -hmm. you can start small yeah. but trust me when they say each one not each one teach one like just as long as I reach one. Absolutely. That's the most Absolutely. important thing. Because it's, it's, it's never been more true. Yeah. And the getting older, I'm realizing it's never been more true. You affect one person, you affect their whole universe. Yeah. I've had to, and I love that you just said that because I've had to teach people that because I would always say to people in knowing my purpose on this earth, I say, is I feel like I could change the world. And I've had some people try to tell me, well, you know, that's impossible. And I'm like, actually, it's not. Mm -hmm. Because if I help to impact your life, I've changed the world, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. bam, there you go. So I love that you said that because I'm like, as you said, we are all universes unto ourselves. Yes. So it's like, if I make a difference in your life, I am changing the world right there in that moment, you Absolutely. know? So it's like, I don't, I always tell people to one, think big, like you said, mm -hmm. it's important to think big, but you, you also have to be in the frame of mind where thinking big isn't necessarily, I have to go out here and change 100 people's lives today. Yeah. You know, thinking big is a matter of, okay, I, let me tap into my purpose, what it is I'm supposed to be doing here. How is it that I can go out here and make a difference? I'm going to speak, and I could be speaking to 100 people. Mm -hmm. You were the one who heard it. My job is done, you know? I did what it is I needed to do. Because if I impacted you in a positive way, who says you're not going to go out here and touch even more people? Absolutely. And it becomes a ripple effect, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's as simple as we have a teacher teaching a bunch of students. Like, yeah. The teacher's job is to make sure they affect their universes in the way that when they grow up, they can continue to share that same wealth of knowledge and trans and, and transform somebody else's universe. I yeah. mean, there are teachers I still think of now, especially my fourth grade teacher, who if she had never taught me, I would not probably be who I am because right. she affected me that much. So, yeah, it's that simple. And I was also saying, like, not just from me going to that museum yeah. that I get like some some thoughts in my head. Um, I had uh, I've been watching a lot of Yanla recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am really enjoying watching a lot of the stories, but specifically the ones where she has men mm -hmm. healing each other, especially black men focused on being soft with one another and actually naming their pain mm -hmm. and naming how they move forward in life or if they can. And there's been the most recent um, series where she was dealing with um, five brothers who were separated and now they're um, back in each other's lives. But they had been in different homes, but they, but they, if you watch their dynamic on the show, yes, they're five different people, right? but they all sit with one another and they can talk to each other and say, I have this particular issue. They can name these things. They can go to the root of the problem. Right. And it doesn't take much for Iyanla to be like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? They already dig deep inside themselves and being introspective and being able to have that kind of self-analysis and self-criticism is so imperative. And we don't do it often enough. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain type of black man that does. And yeah. a, lot of it, a lot of it involves education. Yeah. But for you to just sit and think and have time to yourself and not be afraid of being by yourself to have these Come thoughts. Come on, that right there. You need that to right be there. able to sit <laughs> with yourself and not distract yourself from yourself. Don't distract, say it. You Come on, distract don't yourself distract yourself from, yourself from yourself. Say that. Look, 
I almost ended the interview right there. <laughs> like, I'm like, I just want y'all to end with that. Like, just be right there. But no, 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 that, that's a word. And that's the reason why this, this podcast, uh, The Healing Space, was initially, as my, my listeners know, as the misfits know, used to be in physical form. Mm-hmm. And it was an artistic town hall I used to host up in the DMV. Right, right, right. And the, the beauty of what came out of that was exactly what you're talking about right now. Now, of course, you know, because it was a safe space, I can't go into detail because the whole thing is we leave what was there there. But the beauty of it was is that the people who were most impacted, which I did not see coming, were like the people who hosted it was, you know, me, a black queer man, and then two sisters. And so and they were both uh, cis hetero women. And the people who were most impacted by it in our audience were the cis hetero black men. And that blew our minds because they came into this space with other women and same gender loving people and they allow themselves to let their guards down. And these brothers were crying, you know, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of it had to do with the fact that we made it very clear that it was a safe space, but also because of the energy that we gave off and the artists on stage gave off and made them feel safe. Right. And so they allowed themselves to let their guards down and they could see themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they either saw themselves within themselves or they saw themselves projected through us. And when they were able to see that, they were able to let go. And that's what made that entire event so powerful for me every time we did it was that, you know, now mind you, we only did it four times a year because it took a lot out of you. (laughs) So it was definitely something we couldn't do every month. I mean, it's still still a form of activism. Listen, I think you have to decompress. Absolutely. And you have to be allowed to decompress. You cannot let other things come in to say, well, you know, you did this thing and we didn't see you no more. Right. Do you understand (laughs) how much energy it takes to to change a world Come and also on. to do it in a way that is organized yeah. and also successful. There's a lot of people who hop up in front of a, a what is it, a megaphone yeah. and say words, but they're not present because everything they're doing is self-indulgent. Come on. So they're not, they're, they're, they may be projecting words, but everything is inside mm-hmm. still. So if you are really, really about that, that changing the game life, once you expel all the energy out of you, you have no more. Come on. You have to, you have to refresh. You have to regenerate. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was something that I you did You either learn. have to pour back into yourself or have someone else pour back into you because yeah. you're depleted. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I didn't realize how, how hard that was until I d- told you I led that march. Yeah. It was called the Silent Mile um, back in 2016. And we took us a week to get this thing started. It was five of us. We ended up having over 600 um, people in attendance for mm-hmm. this march. And the day after the march, even all of us who helped organize it, we did not speak to each other. It took us like two or three days yeah. to just like come down. Absolutely. And then realize, all right, we might have some more work that we need to do. And also now we're considered like the local activists. Right. Like people know our names and our faces. Yeah. This is not this was not the intent. Yeah. Our intent was to make sure that we 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 did this whole thing justice. But now People are going to look to us as well. So now we we have a new responsibility as right. well. But how do we maintain that responsibility while also not giving all, like, 100% of ourselves away? Right. Because we just gave 100% of ourselves away, and now we know what that feels like. Right. We need to give 85%. Right. That, <laughs> yeah. the rest of that, that, that other percent for That's us. so real. So. <laughs> now, you and I had conversations after you, um, after you held the march. I don't remember how in depth I went into it. So I wanted to take this time on the podcast to be able to say, you know, over the the podcast waves (laughs) to the misfits that I'm very proud of you. 
Like mm-hmm. just looking at all of the pictures that were posted, you could, and in your words, of course, you know, I'm a caption reader. Right. We know a lot of people are not. <laughs> I, and just reading your words, you could, you could be able to tell all the energy you were talking about just now. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud to see you out there on the front lines making a difference. That meant a whole lot to see me because you you can tell just from your energy at a distance, even though we had states between us, Mm -hmm. I could still be able to feel just looking at what I was able to see through the pictures, how much you cared and how much your passion went into that. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay. So the last question I wanted to ask you is now I told you earlier, I asked you when it came to acting and theater, but I want to ask you, Tommy, as a person at the end of the day, how do you heal? What does healing look like for you? Um, that's a that's a hard question and an easy question. <laughs> so the easy part of that question is that sometimes the easiest way I heal is I like turn on. Sometimes I'll turn on music. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will watch Netflix. Yeah. Um, those are the simplest ways that I that I heal myself because I'm always looking. For my through art to right. see if like is somebody else going through what I'm going through? Right. Let, me, let me just watch this TV show and see if I can feel something. Right. Or listen to this song and see if I feel something. But um, sometimes healing for me is calling a friend, mm-hmm. writing a letter mm-hmm. to a friend. Um, I love writing letters. Right. And I love the process of like I have my own stamp. Um, Come on. My wax seal. So that whole <laughs> yes. process of lighting the wax and letting it drip into hopefully what is a circle right and being able to press (laughs) that stamp down and mail something off i like doing that um a lot of times healing for me with other human beings means one-on-one um interaction yeah so i think i came to this point maybe about three or four years ago where i was like i'm not as effective not that i'm looking to be effective every interaction right right but i'm not having the genuine experience with people, if I am in a group of four, a group of 10, God forbid a group of 20, anything over a group of six is a field trip. <laughs> so I don't, I don't do field trips. I was trying to avoid all of the field trips at every museum I went to and to no avail. But if I am one-on-one with you, I think that's when I'm when we get the most honesty. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the cliche, I'm looking at your eyes or I'm... No, it's just... I think everybody's guard is let down when it's just one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And if you also know the people and if you're ready to have the hard conversations, because there, there are some people who they will perform from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. Mm-hmm. But if you have a really good group of friends, and I think I have an amazing array of friends, all mm-hmm. diverse, all different backgrounds, and I can just sit with them and just be right. across the board, and they can they can feel the same way with me. Yeah. And that is healing. It's just being able to be in their presence, to be comfortable, and to listen, and to just exchange um, whatever kind of amazing energy because I'm gonna it's always amazing energy right when it's people you love yeah so facts facts <laughs> <laughs> okay so if people would like to walk with you on social media how are they able to maybe be able to interact with you so far the only way that you can interact <laughs> with me on social media um, I do have a Facebook but if you're not friends with my friends you're not gonna find me <laughs> and we, we were talking about that before this podcast right started. um <laughs> My Instagram, it, 
do you know what Instagram is healing? So mm-hmm. just to go back to that question, for me, it's just just being able to post some stuff. Sometimes I do Insta stories, and they're not that great. I'm not like funny or anything like that. I just post real basic stuff, and then I'm also not dressed up and stuff like that and looking cute for the camera. I will be scruffy as I don't know what, and you will come and see me as I am, and you Listen, will accept it. Listen, I'm gonna let y'all know now. I'm gonna cut him <laughs> off real quick and let him know because he about to give y'all his info for Instagram. But just know, go to his videos of him dancing. He on some BS right now. Like, he made me smile so big with every... I was disappointed because he only did it for a limited time. That's how greatness works, though. But he was dancing, and I was like, oh, my God. When we lived in New York, I lived for his dancing so much. There's no dance move he cannot do. Like, oh, my God. He's bigging me up too much. No, so Black Panther brought out the dancer in me because the soundtrack was that ill that I had to do a five-series thing of just me dancing for 15 minutes. So it's like, definitely minutes excuse me 15 seconds of me just dancing to like a lot of different songs from black panther but anyway <laughs> speaking of instagram because that's where you can find it it's just tommy too cool all one word and it's not the number two it's the um the word two t-o-o um and then my website actually tommy coleman.net um which is how people can actually contact me if they're looking to do that as well my reel is up there because it's mm-hmm. an actor's website but it's um it's not just exclusive to like booking me like right people know how to book me if they want to book me. If you want to have a conversation with me, you can hit me up there. Um, I do invite DMs on the Instagram as long as they're not like, salacious and like <laughs> lascivious and all that other those idiots words that we like that, that sound that, that talk about sex don't come in my inbox on some old like well ain't nobody gonna do that anyway but y'all know better but ain't nobody gonna do that so anyway Tommy Too Cool, TommyColeman.net. Um, don't come at me on some sideways stuff. I probably won't respond back. It's that simple. And that's that simple. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being here today for this interview. I love the way the universe works out. This conversation was completely amazing. <laughs> and I hope this isn't the last time that we have you on here. Same, same. And thank you for having me so much, even in this impromptu space. But right? like you said, the universe <laughs> made it happen. Yes. And I'm happy for this moment and in this space and the ability to just be in this space and in this moment right now with you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So we'll be back in a little bit with good news. It is now time for good news. <laughs> you are not going to make this a concert this episode. That's what you're not going to do. And that's <laughs> No, you're going to stop pausing and looking at me. <laughs> he will finish and then put his chin on his hand and just look at me and then begin to belt it out again. No, no, which you won't do. 
Anyway, is that is that your good news? I think it is. I'm just in a good mood today. I so. thought you you had a whole different thing you said you had for good news. Did I you change did your mind? Had, I didn't say I had nothing for good news. You asked me if you shared something last week, oh. and I said no, you didn't. You're well, trying it. No, I forgot. <laughs> no, because I was thinking I was like I don't know if I should share it because I haven't done it yet. So would you like to wait? I'm gonna wait. Mm. I'm gonna wait. Child. I'm wait. I'm up for promotion okay. at the job, so send me some good vibes, and then that'll be some good news. Okay. Shondo. So that's something he he did want to share. Okay. I will share that. There yes. we go. I won't share the other things. No. Listen, we can pull good news from out of nowhere. Come on. Come on. I woke up this morning. Ha-ha. Hello? Constant right, good mine. news. Ugh. Yeah, because many. Full activity on my limbs. Come on. Come on. Come on. The car started. I had to go get some gas. I had the money to get the gas. Come on. Ha-ha. I was driving on the Atlanta Highway and I made it safely. Hello? Come on. There we go. That's a word right there. You you made it here. <laughs> Dealing with people on those highways. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo, boy. That almost made me stand up with that one. Come on. It was a quickening. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> There's always time. Come on now. With everything that has the breath. Come on. Come on. Yes, now. Let us find out good this is going to become a sermon every week. Come on. <laughs> I'm good for A and B selection. No. So anyway, <laughs> my my good news is <laughs> I have several new students who are starting with me this week. And I'm really excited. <laughs> you just scared the shit out of me. Yes. Come on now. Oh boy, wow. <laughs> but yes, I'm excited because they're coming on for yoga, for meditation, and Reiki. So that is really. Oh, oh. Amen. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Wow. But, but yes. <laughs> so that's exciting. It's exciting. And it's exciting because, like, literally, I have three new days that I'm able to fill up. So I'm like, that's what's good. So won't he do it? Won't he will? Listen, I'm very, very <laughs> I'm very, very excited. I feel like I've been using that word more lately, and you know I'm not easily excitable. Come on. You your hands Come were on. made for somebody's church. Cause those those <laughs> claps are loud. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm excited. I really, really am. I'm excited by the idea of being able to teach more, yes. you know, of being able to make a difference in somebody's fitness uh-huh. when it comes to their, their spiritual journey, what I'm able to do for them emotionally. Like, yeah, this is really good news. Share the gifts that you've been given and be a gift to others. Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay. You, you, you feel I'm, I'm, I'm having a whoop. Yes, ah, yes. If I can't say a word, I just wave my hands. Come on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> if people if people want to be able to feel your spirit on social media, how do they walk with you? Just call me Otis on Twitter and Instagram. I didn't even want you to say that. I wanted you to, because if y'all could see him physically, I just wanted him to literally say it and not even tell you the, the tell you the platforms because he was still moving when he shared that with y'all just now. I just wanted him to keep moving and say, just call me Otis and get back into the spirit again. That would have made my whole day. Woo. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You are. 
You ain't broke out into one sweat with all this moving you're doing. Oh my lord. <laughs> Not you just lift over your water bottle. Get out of my face. Anyway, you can walk with the podcast at underscore THS podcast on Twitter and THS podcast on IG. For me, it's Scorpiogi all over social media, no matter where you go. And of course, it's always our official website, THSpodcast.com. Also, make sure that when you're sharing anything from us, when you're talking about us, anything that has to do with uh, the healing space on social media, you're using the hashtags, let's get healed, I'm healing, and THS podcast. Yeah, so next week is all about me and you. Just me and you. Oh. <laughs> Just the two. Don't worry about it, worry about it. Hey, because we don't need nobody else. Okay. (laughs) When you're listening to us, make sure that you like, subscribe, and share. You know, use those hashtags. Please do. We are still on the lookout Mm -hmm. for Misfit of the Month. Mm -hmm. So you better be participating. Listen. Get your mind right. (laughs) Absolutely. We are looking forward to our first Misfit of the Month in June. Yay! Listen. June is a, an amazing month. Yeah, Talk about it. It is. Come on. It is. Yeah, okay. Legends were born. I just... Like Kanye. <laughs> I was thinking Prince. I was about to see your response. Prince works. Prince works. Prince works because he's somebody who was controversial in a different way. Listen. <laughs> he, he was. He was one on a very special day. Was he? He was. Oh. What day was that? The day he was born. Oh. You're wearing purple. <laughs> Listen, you came prepared. What you're not going to do is have us always go off into other tangents Listen. when we've already said what we need to say to close the show. That's what you're not going to do. Never meant to cause you any trouble. <laughs> Never meant to cause you any pain. <laughs> Did he just throw his bottle across the room? No, we have to go. <laughs> we love y'all and we will see you next week. Until then. Bye.